0: Sports Day Drinking with Don and Dustin. I'm Don.
1: And I'm Dustin, coming to you live from Lubbock, Texas.
0: And London, England. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome to D4 Sports Episode 13, a deep dive into drinking and debacles. Look at that, Dustin. I came up with a D4 title for this week. What do you think of that?
1: I, I feel like you've been working on this for a few days, if I'm going to be, be real honest. You you went through the the dictionary, tried to figure out what you needed to do. Uh, actually, totally kidding based off of I know how smart you are, and you probably just pulled this out of your back pocket.
0: It did take a little bit of effort, but it I hadn't been days. It hadn't been days, but... But uh, yeah, you know, came up with it. I figured, you know, you set the bar last week. I figured I'd I'd try to take over this week. So uh, wh- what are you drinking? Day drinking, Don and Dustin. What are you drinking right now, this fine day?
1: I'm trying to drink something new. Um, it was extremely cheap. I probably should have realized from that alone not to go for it. But it says Accelerator Island Guava. Um, mm. And it's... Uh, it may accelerate something, but it's not that great.
0: Are you, are you a guava fan?
1: I do like guava. Um, I like the flavor of guava so um, but I, I get I know I don't know. I don't have it often, so I figured figured I'd go for it. but again, I mean something at that low cost I should you know red flags should have been thrown up real quick.
0: <laughs> well, sometimes you get what you pay for. so I, I am enjoying a little Manhattan. A uh, little Jameson, a little coachy sweet vermouth, some bitters, and a lovely Luxardo cherry. A classic cocktail for those of you who looking to get into any cocktails. If you like whiskey, it's a real solid way to go. And uh, so here I am. And actually, you know, for me, and I always hate it when guys say this, this is my Friday because we're on Tuesday. This is Tuesday, October 24th. But for my work week, this is my Friday because I'm off the rest of the week we got some friends coming into town. We're going to give them the tour of London. It's going to be a ton of fun. But, uh, so, you know, a nice Manhattan to kick off the so-called weekend. The five-day weekend. Look,
1: look at you. Look at you. that That's how it should go, though, right? Two days of work, five days off? Instead oh, of, yeah. the, you know, the other way around? That'd be great, right?
0: Well, you got some countries doing the four-day work week, but uh, I know America is not close to that. The U.K., probably not too close to that, although... If you know anybody that works with anybody from England, you try to get a hold of anybody here on Friday afternoon, any time of year. Ah, so, I mean, we're four and a half at best, probably right now or, anyway. So Or uh,
1: August, the whole month of <laughs> August.
0: <laughs> very true, very true. I was actually thinking to myself, well, this is the first day off I've had you know, in several months, but then I was like, yeah, well, I worked in August. but uh... And of course, anybody who, who listens to, to this that I might work with, trust me, I was diligently... Working all day, every day.
1: I I vouch for you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Thank you, sir. Thank you for that. Anytime. Anytime. All right. So let's dive into it. Some of the opening shots because, you know, what better way to start a show than taking a shot? Big night for the Rangers last night.
1: Yeah, that game. It was a great game. Um, I, I mean, a great game if you're a Rangers fan, right? Um, I'm not a huge Rangers guy. I know a lot of people around here are. So I follow them due to the fact that basically all of my friends are Rangers fans. But not only for the Rangers, I guess just the road team in general in this series. Mm. This, from my knowledge, is the first series I've seen where the road team won every single game. Now, I could probably look that up and find something. I just haven't done that. So...
0: Yeah, that's definitely a Google one, and I, you know, it's it's interesting because, well, you know, the old mantra in the NBA is you know a playoff series doesn't start till the road team wins a game, right? Right. Uh, right. And I guess that can be true of any series game, but to me, the only uh, of the major sports, the only ones where you really often see road teams win a lot is hockey. I think I think in the NHL, it seems it seems oftentimes you know, where that home ice advantage may not be quite the same. Yeah, I can't think of another baseball series off the top of my head anyway, where the road team won everything. That, that is pretty uncommon.
1: Well, and there were just big hits all the way around. Um, for, for Houston, when they were um, in Arlington, uh, I mean, Altuve, man, you talk about that home run he hit to, to take the lead and then kind of solidify that game. Um, but then Garcia for, for the Rangers who ended up, you know, being the, the MVP of the series, just kind of <laughs> took it to him in Houston, uh, the grand yeah. slam, uh, for game six. Um, I mean, they overall, they just played well. Uh, so yeah. hopefully they don't have an, another 2011, um, Neftali yeah. Feliz is, is not pitching for him and Nelson Cruz is no longer in the outfield. Um, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens.
0: Well, another game seven tonight, right, uh, in the National League. Uh, so we'll see who they're going to get.
1: Yeah, and I'm interested to see this game because, it, it, in all honesty, this to me is like a David and Goliath. Um, the Phillies are playing really, really well. But, I mean, Arizona is, hasn't shied away from the moment, and they've, um, they've kept it close. The, uh, some games have been real close. Um, but I, I just feel like the Phillies are just going to show up tonight and and really put it to them. That's just kind of a feeling, though.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, in the U.K., the games are all on so late, there's no chance for me to watch them. And they start at 2 o'clock in the morning, almost all of them. So um, I haven't had a chance to see them. But from the reporting and from just, you know, the following it, you know, on social media and on news outlets, the Phillies feel a bit like that sort of team of destiny right now, at least in the National League. Um, Right. So I guess we'll see. You never know. Game seven, all bets are off. It could go right. either way. But uh on the doorstep of the World Series, and here here we go the Rangers. Now the the Rangers have never won, right?
1: Correct. But this is their third pennant, so um right. we'll see how it does. And and this was uh supposed to be a a rebuilding year, really, for mm-hmm. the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um yep. and that's a heck of a rebuild.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I wish the Patriots could uh take, take a take a play from the uh from that rebuild. Uh, Speaking of teams that never win, Millwall. (laughs) Big Millwall news this week. And uh, I'm just going to, you know, we're going to take a break right here. I'm going to throw in uh, a little Millwall song. You'll never beat Millwall. You'll never beat Millwall. Millwall! You'll never beat Millwall. You'll never beat Millwall. You'll never beat Millwall. Millwall! You'll never beat Millwall. Although a lot of teams beat Millwall, but let's face it. On the regular. Right we are On the regular. We are 4-4-4. Four, four, and four. four wins, four draws, four losses, but big changes. Big changes in the den, right? Uh, kind of surprising,
1: here. actually. You think? You think? I, yes and no. So surprising in the fact that I feel like it just kind of came out of nowhere.
0: What? Let, let's be clear, most of our listeners are probably not big Millwall fans, other, and they probably know nothing about Millwall other than what we've said. Right. Uh, Gary Rowett, the manager for, uh, for Millwall, uh, stepped down this week, or they mutually agreed on a separation. I don't know if he got fired, but long and short, Rowett's out. Uh, right. Also, Dave Carillon, who is his team, the head of health and performance, which I guess we'd probably basically call a trainer, is also out. So we've got uh, we're gonna have new 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 leadership uh, for the Lions. So so anyway, so take it from, you were saying, you thought it came out of nowhere.
1: I, I think it came out of nowhere due to the fact that we're twelve games in, um, and it's not like you've had this year where in the past it's you're you're in the upper echelon and then all of a sudden boom you've started to decline, a la Patriots.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, oh.
1: yeah. That's a shot. But (laughs) well, we're in opening shots, right? Yes, right.
0: Fair fair game, fair game.
1: It to me, that's what makes it surprising. But I know that there are a lot of fans out there that haven't been happy with him to begin with. Um the way he his scheming, the way he's coaching, uh his substitutions, who he's playing, who he's starting, things like that. They're not happy with it. So I'm a little surprised due to the timing but I'm not yeah. surprised that he is no longer in the position that he had.
0: Yeah. Well, I, yeah. You know, and we've, we've talked about this and we've started listening to some Millwall podcasts and stuff. Although I, to be fair, I haven't listened the last few weeks much, but um, you know, the, the feeling was Gary Rowett, who's been with the team since 2020 2019 and really had pretty good success. I mean, all things considered, he's had them really close to being, you know, playoffs for promotion each of the last couple of years so, you know, they've been a really solid championship league team. Uh, but the feeling is maybe he'd taken him as far as he could. Um, that, you know, he was never going to be the guy to get him over the hump, so to speak, to get him up to promotion. Uh, but he is out, right? I mean, and, and we are, what, a third of the way through the season, roughly. So, uh, right. And, but I, I would say this much. I got to give Roit credit in the fact that he definitely started making changes to his lineup this year, right? I mean, things were really ugly early in the season. And he started. They made player moves. He was starting new lineups. Um, I guess just wasn't enough, though. I, you know, at some point. But
1: right. And we, we got a game today.
0: Day. That's right. And and I I don't know enough about uh, you know soccer football uh, to say if changing manager midseason is is it a death knell? Is it uh, uh, is it a you know is it a something that might bring a jolt of life to the club? I do know that I very much like the, the name that they have for the interim manager. And that is Caretaker Boss. The Caretaker Boss. Adam Barrett is our Caretaker Boss until such time as they hire a new manager.
1: That's very close to Undertaker. So well and I, know, I know a little about that. Hey, Shocker.
0: I should send an email. You could be the Undertaker Boss. We need one of those over here. That would go over should, in Millball.
1: That that should actually be on the back of my shirt, Undertaker boss, right?
0: Ooh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You can <laughs> put him in the hearse, <laughs> take them all the way. <laughs>
1: done it, done it. <laughs> no one likes us. No-
0: All right, one more international sports uh, bit. The Rugby World Cup final is coming up this weekend. And over here, it was a heartbreaker for England. Uh, England, who really wasn't expected to do tremendously well, made it all the way to the semifinal. We're playing against South Africa, who is the number one ranked team in the world right now. And uh, they had the lead down to like the last three minutes of the game. And gave it up and lost by one one point in a in a I mean people were crying over here it was it was bad it was it like I got on a my, my first work call of the day yesterday Monday morning people were like oh man the rugby World Cup I mean people were people were losing it over here so it it, it was a big deal but uh, that leaves us South Africa and New Zealand in the final each looking to be the first team to win four World Cup championships
1: well and to be Open and honest with you, if you were to say who do you know plays rugby, I would give you two teams, and it would be New Zealand and South Africa. Well, so I at least know, <laughs> I at least know the top two teams. I couldn't tell you anybody else.
0: I mean, over here I would say England and Wales because uh, you know the Welsh are very proud of their uh, rugby team, and whenever England and Wales play, the pubs are full. The game is on it's you know it's on so to speak but uh well well let's
1: be honest when when the games aren't on the pubs are still full so well that's true that's that's just a reason to be there it's not just because right
0: Right. it's sports and drinking it's d4 exactly england plays wales it's d4 other times it's i don't know d2 d3 hard to say really
1: hard to Hard to say
0: all right so those are our actual opening sports shots you have an opening D four shot for me.
1: So I it it's still sports, but I heard a statistic this week that just kind of blew me away um, okay. in the realm of college football. And not a lot of things kind of shock me in college football. I mean, you yeah. talk about stats, you talk about. I mean, let's talk about Michigan right now, right? With Harbaugh and the guy that had tickets to. Uh, different games, so the you know the the signal guy, learning the signals and all that stuff, whatever. But this story, so Tech, and I know I'm a homer, and I get to hear all the Tech stories, mm-hmm. but Texas Tech got beat by BYU this past yes. week, and it kind of ha- got it handed to them. I mean, BYU just yeah. kind of took it to them. But here's the story about this. So you have an entire roster, I don't know. 50 something 70 something players, right? You've got your walk-ons, your red shirts, whatever. 31 guys on the BYU team are married. <laughs> you don't you don't see that in college oh, you, sports.
0: You know why that is though.
1: Absolutely. Abs <laughs> they go they went on their mission for 2 years, they come back they're 40 years old, I get it. <laughs> Ten of them have kids.
0: How many? <laughs> Multiple. That's a good question.
1: They're probably on the team. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Goodness.
1: But yeah, thirty-one married college players on one team. So you know what they say. You know, you've got to have you've got to have experience on the team, the senior-led teams or or whatever. But I mean, they may be twenty-six-year-old freshmen. Who knows? But. Um, <laughs> That that stat to me was just kind of like wow. That's actually a college stat I've never heard of.
0: Yeah, that's impressive.
1: I and I figured and that. I figured it was a story you didn't hear either. So that's that's no. part of I like to throw out no. things that that you may not know. Either.
0: I I do follow tech, you know, and their scores just because family interests and you know the pod and everything else. And I saw the score, but I I did not I did not realize the marriage component that. Uh, Hard to say the impact that could have on the game, really. But there you go. Uh, I, I also have an opening shot from college football, uh, tangential to college football, and that is Maserati Marv. Did you hear Maserati Marv?
1: <laughs> I did not.
0: Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson, who is arguably one of the most iconic – and either beloved or hated announcers in all of sports.
1: He's very theatrical.
0: Every play is the greatest play you've ever seen. Oh my God. I mean, that's just Gus Johnson is just nuts. But he was calling the Ohio State game. And every time Marvin Harrison caught a pass, he kept saying, There he is. He's a Maserati. It's Maserati Marv. And he kept really clearly trying to lay the nickname Maserati Marv on Marvin Harrison Jr. And to say that was greeted with negative uh, feedback is an understatement in the social media world. But
1: oh, I have no Maserati,
0: M- Maserati Marv. I would have to say is probably not Gus Johnson's uh, finest hour. But let me ask you: Are, you, are, you, are you Gus Johnson love him or hate him? What do you think? Are you, are you a Gus Johnson guy?
1: I'm not a Gus Johnson guy. Uh, I think oh. he's I think he's a little over the top. Oh, he's way so, over. the top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, that well, when you said Maserati, Marv. To be honest, I thought you were going with like some uh, Vegas odds guy. Um, oh, <laughs> but no, you didn't. You went you went a whole different direction.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and for those of you, if you anybody who watches sports a lot has probably heard Gus Johnson because he announces a lot of games uh, in mm-hmm. a lot of different sports: college basketball, NBA, NFL. But Gus Johnson's the guy that you know it's you know 37 to 10 in in you know in the in the mid third quarter of a really bad football game and there's a sweep around the left side and Gus Johnson is calling a sweep and it's the most exciting thing you've ever heard because it's i don't know he has one volume he has one level could you imagine the announcing booth of Dick Vitale and Gus Johnson
1: <laughs> that would be impressive or or what is uh will Farrell's character on Saturday night live that doesn't like know his voice modulation oh, like voice of modulation the guy who yeah. suffers
0: from voice modulation. classic skit classic that skit. would be yep. you know get him
1: in there too but i mean to be honest if you're not gonna <laughs> get super excited about a sweep in the mid-third quarter what are you going to talk about 31 year old mary or 31 married guys on a team that's where you gotta you gotta go deep deep if you're not gonna get excited about that
0: yeah you kind of feel like john madden would have had a field day with the 31 married guys (laughs) oh yeah absolutely he would have telestrated this guy's married this guy's married this guy's married he would and then we got a turkey leg over here (laughs) boom 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 these five guys are married you're never gonna beat that (laughs) right there you go there you go all right that's our opening opening shots you got unless you got another one you got another opening shot you want to take oh no
1: I'm good I'm good
0: all right keeping it going we're gonna hear we're gonna deep dive into drinking and debacles coming at you right here on d4 sports. so this week we are going to look and we're going to take a deep dive a deep dive into drinking debacles and that's what we're going to focus on here and not necessarily 100 percent debacle i mean we got a few of those no no question but also you know drinking thresholds you know those how much how much can you drink before things you know go sideways right sometimes the drinking the day's drinking don't always end up the way everybody wants obviously right and, and the motivation for this story comes from a, a guy over here, in the UK, of course, a guy named John May. And thank you TikTok for bringing this all to us. Where John May set himself the goal to drink 2,000 pints in 200 days. 2,000 pints in 200 days. Now I'm no math genius, but I do a little bit there, and I figure that's that's 10 pints a day.
1: That's I think you're I think I think you're close. I think you might be right.
0: Well, no, I appreciate that. I, I, I would imagine my math is fairly close on that. One of the things that struck me the most, though, was I, was I was looking at some of these posts, you know, in social media and stuff, and people were giving him, he got started as he was, because he just finished it up, and, uh, you know, he was getting some attention. And the comments on a lot of these posts were like, eh, that's only 10 pints a day. That's no big deal. And that was like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Only 10 pints a day. No big only. deal and uh it kind of got me thinking a little bit like you know i mean look i I, you know I've, i've gone down to spring break you know whatever we're just spending the whole day on the beach start the morning with you know a bloody mary that's one of my favorite ways to start a vacation day a nice bloody mary maybe a mimosa head down to the beach have some beer whatnot on the beach all day come home back to the house make some dinner drink some wine whatever i mean you can you can get to 10 but that's you know that's uh that's vacation right that's <laughs> that's not two hundred days in a row, and uh, it got me thinking. D- d- so ten a day, Dust. I mean, like, where does that fit on your radar screen, Dust? Does, does that any does that register with it's, anybody you know? I mean,
1: it's doable. Um, what you were talking about is a lot of mixing drinks, and that can have yeah. a. Completely different effect than just the same thing over and over, and it's also depending on what you're drinking. Like, mm-hmm. is he drinking a, a Coors Light ten of those, or yeah. is it going to be something a little bit heavier? Um, you know, that kind of is is dependent as well. But I mean, I'm sure there's a you know a 70 year old guy in a in a pub that he's been to for the past 45 years is like, hey man, I've been doing this for 30 years, like. <laughs> that's yeah, well nothing.
0: I, yeah and so I mean like the standard you know if you go into a, a pub here in the UK and you're like well give me a pint right give me a whatever a, a lager uh, an IPA a pale ale whatever I mean there's you know you're interestingly most of the beer here is lower in alcohol volume it's around four percent most of it, which uh, as we've talked about before so it, it's it's lower than a lot of beers in the US so I mean if you're going in, but you're talking about a pint, but you're also talking about a, a European pint, right? So it's not uh, – it's a little bit bigger than the U.S. pint. So we're not talking 12-ounce cans. We're talking like I believe a Euro pint is 16.9 fluid ounces, right? So it's a little bit bigger. Right. But, but 10 a day. I mean you'd be – I mean let's give you two at lunchtime, I guess, right? I mean I don't know who drinks two pints a day at lunch. It certainly could be done. And then you head to the pub maybe after work and you have another two or three, you're still only five in. I mean, you got a lot of work to do each night to catch up to that.
1: Right. We have a, we have like a water bottle that's like, has different levels on it. It's like yeah. 9 a.m., drink to here. Then 11 a.m., drink to here. So why don't you just, you know, get something like that, you know, 10 pints worth, <laughs> and then just make sure, and then, like you know, have it. <laughs> Have it say, you're doing well. Keep going. <laughs> inspirational. Almost, almost there.
0: <laughs> An inspirational beer mug. That would be awesome. There That you would go. be.
1: That, we we, we need to, to mer- merch that D4 style.
0: Yeah, we do. Get a little D4 merch. Keep going. You're halfway there. But it, it, so this right. just got me to thinking, right? Like, how much is a lot, right? I mean, how much drinking is a lot? Now, I, again, you know, standards are varied by country. And... If you look up, you know, you know, countries that are known to be big drinkers, right, Ireland, Ireland usually sets the bar and the Czech Republic tend to be the two that like I'm just saying, if you go on vacation and you want to go out with drinking with somebody, don't go drink with an Irishman. OK, because uh, those guys, they're going to get you. But I mean, I, you know, I've told you this, you know, I don't know if you have said it on the show, but frequently, I'll, you know, we'll go to the pub after work. And we go in and, you know, we get a couple of pints and I'm, you know, stand there and it's been a couple of, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. And I'm like, okay, I've had three pints. And, and I'm I'm looking around and everybody else I'm with has had that many or more. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, boy, okay. I, you know, I mean, there are times when I think to myself, man, yeah, maybe I drink a little more than I ought to. And then I look around and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not even average <laughs> over here. And I'm just, so get me thinking about like personal thresholds. And, uh, you know, how much is a lot, right? I mean, so in your mind, you know, I don't know, you know, again, you're, well, although you're an observer now, right? So you still hang out with your friends, you go out to the bar. And that's actually something I want to talk about another time is like, what's it like being the guy who never drinks going out with the guys who do drink? But when you were out and you guys go to the bar, what's a, what was a lot?
1: What was a lot?
0: Yeah. I mean, let's say you're at the bar for two and a half, three hours, right? You go out. You meet eight o'clock. You're there until ten thirty, eleven o'clock, right? Whatever. What would you say in that time span? What would you say is a lot?
1: In that time span, um, I would say seven to ten. For okay. for me, for me personally, because right. I mean, all right. To be honest, that first one is okay. Um,
0: just maybe the a little rough. Yeah,
1: yeah. You're just going. <laughs> that second and third goes down a little bit easier, but then like four through seven is. I got another one already like it that those those go a little quicker Um, (laughs) again it's you know depending on what you're drinking Um, and to be completely honest when sports are on you're just sipping away I mean you're watching you're talking I'm also the type of person that usually has a drink in their hand and I'm sipping on something now that has changed in the sense of what I'm sipping but I've always yeah. got to be drinking something. So throughout the day, I'm always drinking something. Um, yeah. And so if I was going out to a restaurant or a bar or whatever that looked like, I was always drinking something. Well, as you continue to drink, it disappears in the bottle. So you got to get a new one. Um, so it it could rapidly increase. I'll just say that.
0: Yeah. See, I would have said I would have drawn the line at probably around six you know, I mean, and, and like the standard, like metric, I mean, you know, if you're talking blood alcohol content and all this whole thing, depending on how much you weigh and whatever, you know, your your liver can theoretically metabolize what, like a drink an hour, right, before right. you start to become intoxicated. So as soon as you get above that two drink an hour speed, to me, that's where you start getting into like, all right, you know, you're, you're, you're putting a few down, but yeah, you know, you six or seven in a two and a half, three hour period. And, and I'm with you. It, it matters what you're drinking, right? Well, um, and and I'll, I mean, I remember the time I came out and hung out with you, and we were there for the football weekend, opening weekend of the NFL. We got together, you know, a couple weekends, and I was hanging out with you, and we got a bottle of whiskey, and I think we had two or three whiskeys, and uh, you didn't, you didn't take two or three whiskeys too well, did you?
1: I did not, and I think it's because I mixed so many drinks in with it and then we kind of hit that and and the whiskey did not settle well. And yeah. that didn't happen very often but that weekend it, it did not sit yeah. well with me at all.
0: No, I mean, you know, the next day you were you were useless. You were useless on the drinking front. I mean if I, I mean, if I'm, I really
1: useless drink. anyway, but that was, uh, that day well, was bad. <laughs>
0: well, Maybe, you know, now, well although let's face it, you know, now that you're not drinking, you serve a very definite function within the group. You know, you have a role to play that is vital
1: Oh, yeah. I went to a bachelor party this summer. Man, everybody loved me before we went out. Everybody hated me while we were out. And then they loved me when we got back home because everybody was safe. So mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I took it in stride. I took it in stride. It's Very much a roller coaster. roller coaster. That's right.
0: There you go. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So in terms of just... And I, we don't have to go coconut rum here because I know that we, we talked about that a little bit last week. But in terms of stories of days where you just you know, you, you, you hit the threshold and you kept going. I mean, what, what do you, what was your, what's your tops?
1: There are two days that come to mind. Um, and I'll try, I'll try to make it quick. One of them, um, was new year's and Mm. we, it was with a group of people. Um, and we went out, we started early. Um, we kind of, started with the beer, and then we got back to a friend's house, sitting around a table. We're playing card games. Uh, I mean, and it was like, well, what do you have in the cupboard? It was no longer like what we had brought, because we were finished with all that. It was like, let's just get the random stuff out of the cupboard now, because, you know, who knows? <laughs> tequila, whiskey, whatever. And It's all
0: going down. It's all going oh, down. Oh, yeah.
1: And, and it gets to a point in a card game, especially a drinking card game, where... Whoever wins or loses, everybody's still drinking. I mean it's it's yeah. no longer a it's no longer a punishment. It's 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 more of a oh you lost, let's all drink. You know, you just go for it. Uh what was what was memorable about that night, um, and, and that was definitely a, a, a threshold, I passed it. Mixed drinks, um, lots had lots. But the thing that was most memorable is I went to lay down on the couch and my buddy Sam was already on the other couch about to fall asleep and and I went to lay down and I reached for the couch, went down and I laid down on the, on the couch and Sam goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm laying down on the couch. He goes, dude, you missed the couch by four feet. (laughs) (laughs) I then looked up and realized that I had just fallen straight down on the ground and I looked and I'm four feet, from the actual couch. And then I'm wow. able, yeah, I'm able to like crawl and put my arms up on the couch and get on the couch. And, uh, yeah, that next, that next morning, Sam goes to work, um, eventually gets to work. He was trying to explain where he was to his, uh, sister-in-law and he goes, all I know is there's a stop sign outside. And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's giving oh, directions, you, man. I, yeah. I think you yeah. shared
0: part of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, nice. so
1: he couldn't, he was still, he wasn't even hung over yet. Um, just woke up still drunk. And yeah. um, he, he gets to work because he can't drive to work. One. Yeah. Well, I'll finish the story. So his boss goes, "Sim, where's your name tag? He goes, man, I don't even know where my car is. What makes you think I know where my name tag is? And he's like, <laughs> all right, fair enough. Nice. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, yeah.
1: the nice. the other the other night that probably hit a threshold wasn't as crazy as that one, but it was one that was a lot of fun. Uh, you were in town, and it was another mm-hmm. football weekend. Um, mm-hmm. And it was me, you, Sam. All my stories involve Sam. Um, oh, I know this night. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and my buddy Corey. Um, and we we started at I don't know, 1 p.m., 2 p.m. Tech had a game that afternoon, and we went to a just like a bar, sat outside, started drinking, watching the game, and just kept going with it. And then we bar hopped went one place to another. And then next thing I know, you and him are talking religion and <laughs> just drinking, and the conversation was going left, right, backwards, forwards. I mean, it was all over was the a, place. It was a mess. And it was and, a mess. and for me, for me and Sam, it was a spectacle is really what it was because we kind of just sat back and watched this tennis match going on back and forth back and forth and so that that was definitely a a threshold night because we all kind of got to it but we just we were able to sit back and watch that one but there was a lot Um, I think for me when it comes to the threshold beer was something that I could hold obviously more of but it was when you start mixing beers or mixing drinks and different things like that I think it it definitely can speed that process up
0: yeah and you know and interestingly for me that's that's not much of a thing. And I think I've shared on here on one of the other stories. I, I did find out, you know, if I have some cocktails and then some wine, that red wine in particular, that becomes problematic for me. But, you know, New Year's Eve, man, New Year's Eve has throughout my life, New Year's has been just an interesting event on on in a lot of different ways. And uh I remember well two in particular. One uh, we were hanging out with our friends back in St. Louis. We were getting together for New Year's Eve party and, uh, we'd had a, I had been having a particularly stressful patch, right? I mean, just life was a lot of stuff was really kind of coming to a head. And I remember we went to this party and I told Karen beforehand, I said, Karen, I am not driving home tonight. I am going to go and I'm, I'm just going to enjoy the evening and I'm not going to think about, I, you know, I, I just, I'm not going to be responsible for getting us home. It's just, she's like, okay, fine. And uh, this is the night we, we, we had these little, uh, you know, that nothing but cakes store and have buntinis. And so we brought a bunch of buntinis. And I, I thought, well, buntinis and martinis, right? And so I brought, you know, all the stuff to make martinis. And I was making martinis. And a lot of people found out they didn't really want a martini. So I had made the martini. And they're like, no, thanks. And I'm like, well, oh, okay. And so. That night ended with me uh, very famously among my friends. Uh, I, I had brought like some pineapple juice for some drink. I don't know what I was planning to make with the pineapple juice. And I used some of it. So I had this, I had, I, I had a box. I'd brought a, I brought a shaker and I bought you know, gin and vermouth and vodka and a couple other things. This pineapple juice. And I we go to carry it all out. And I start spilling pineapple juice all over the floor of our friend's house on our way out. And I'm like, uh, uh, sorry and I was there was no chance. I was cleaning up this pineapple juice at one o'clock in the morning. and uh, Karen successfully got us home or maybe actually Sam might have gotten us home that night. One of our kids who you know uh, we, we uh, drug along as our designated driver. but uh, yeah that one, that one was pretty exciting. and let's just say the pineapple juice became sort of a, uh, a fairly frequent riff. Uh, over the next couple of years. It, but you didn't the spill
1: other... the alcohol, just the juice. No, 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 no <laughs> just, the
0: juice, just the juice. Well, see, the alcohol seals the pineapple juice. And I, I just got to say, pineapple juice containers, what's up with that? They just got like the removable top. and like, I was going to say, it's like
1: that sticker, right? And yeah, then there's a hole. There.
0: The yeah. last company in the world still doing like the sticker or peel top is the pineapple juice guys. It's, a, it's an aluminum juice that. box. Yeah, there you go. And then actually the other one I'm going to go to is last year. Um, We were here. We'd just moved over here and Sam had come over with us. So we'd been, you know, in the UK two months, didn't really know anybody. So it's just the three of us at home for New Year's. We're living right on South Bank in central London. And, uh, you know, the fireworks were just around the bend in the river from us. So we're like, okay, cool. I went down to the Borough Market. I got some fantastic pork chops I made this big three-course meal, and we were gonna do Dry January. So we're like, well, we'll just have to get rid of all the alcohol in the house, (laughs) which turned out
1: what better way.
0: Turned out to be a little more than we thought, and uh, we started the night. uh, I think I had a couple of Vesper martinis going. I think we had a little. We had a, you know, we made a couple of Manhattans, but I think we had (laughs) a liter bottle of Tanqueray gin. Um, that I think was pretty much full at the beginning of the night and (laughs) midnight rolled around and we got out and we tried to see some fireworks. We saw a little bit, we went down on South bank, thousands of people down there, make our way back home, started playing some game where we were like, you know, some music game. We were casting music to the Alexa speaker and we're trying to stump each other on songs or whatever. And we kept drinking and and then it turned into a Nichols dance party and, We have videos. We have videos of that night that will never see the light of day. But, you know, I was like the next morning when I woke up in my bed, thankfully, fully clothed, which I I was like, okay, here I am. And uh, got up the next morning and – well, morning is a loose term. It was like 11, I think, by the time we all sort of stumbled out, Karen, Sam, and I. But, um, well, we started – I was like (laughs) – Look at these videos. <laughs> We're like, does anybody remember taking these videos? And everybody's like, I don't know who did that. But uh, so it was—it was a pretty wild night, and uh, all the liquor was gone. So Dry January started off really easy uh, for us that night. But man, threshold yeah, crossed. Threshold yeah, crossed.
1: I, I can imagine. That's. That's a fun story, especially when you're looking went- at videos going, oh, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we're in the safety of our apartment. It's just the three of us. There's nothing happening. You know, we were just we were having we were playing some games, dancing, apparently singing, no doubt. And, uh, you know, nobody complained in terms of our neighbors. So I guess that's that's the upside. Right. But uh, yeah. Drinking thresholds and drinking debacles. There you go. couple of good ones. Drink responsibly, folks. That's the D4 message maybe, but that's, you know, look, have some fun, enjoy a night with your friends, enjoy a day, but keep yourself safe. You know, notice none of our stories ended in catastrophe, which is nice. And and, and um, I will
1: say that, you know, now that I'm no longer drinking, I don't wake up hurting except from old age, not, not from the drinking awesome. aspect of it. And where there that's were times awesome. you, you wake up and you're like, oh, man and i know most people know what that feels like so yeah yeah everybody
0: most people have tied one on at one time or another and uh anyway there you go drinking debacles on d4 sports Sometimes we have debacles in drinking. Sometimes there's some debacles in sports. But uh, Dustin, let's take the weekly roundup here. Let's uh, let's let's look at the you know kind of top stories hitting in sports. And if you got any good debacles for me, let me know. Uh, I, I have I have one, I suppose. I'm going to kind of sneak this one in early. But the NBA is tipping off this week, and you suckered me into an NBA fantasy league. I feel welcome. like I feel like the debacle is starting already
1: it is especially when you auto draft
0: <laughs> although but I can't I, I can't me,
1: blame you for that one I cannot blame you for that
0: well yeah you scheduled it at 2 a.m my time that ain't on Monday night or Tuesday morning although you you texted me this morning and said auto draft did me pretty well so it,
1: your team actually looks pretty good we may not know what we're talking about but you might in the auto draft sense
0: yeah I you know look I, I I like the NBA, but my knowledge of the NBA is beyond like standings and high level scores and you know and following the key matchups man I, I looked at my team today I'm like I don't even know I don't even know i, I feel like I feel like it's the English Premier League but I don't, really? I don't even know how I don't even know how this league is scored I don't even know what the scoring is in this I'm, I, but anyway. I I, so, I think it's
1: very similar. Points are points. Rebounds are one point two five, and assists are one point five. So there you go.
0: All right. Well, I there. All right. Fair enough. So let's let's dive in. NBA tipping off this week. What are you excited to see this year in the NBA? I know we've done a little bit of an NBA preview, but you know what, what are you what are you thinking in terms of NBA key storylines? You know, key upside. What, what are you looking at?
1: I think for me. Um, Two things I'm kind of interested to see is there were a lot of trades this year, a lot of uh, NBA players moving teams, Uh, Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal. um, I mean, there's just a lot of different players in a lot of different places right now. Um, Jordan Poole went from Golden State. Now he is on the East Coast, and he is probably going to get a chance to put up a lot of numbers. So um, we can see how that looks for him being away from the the system that uh, Steve Kerr has put in place over there. But I think another thing that I'm excited to see is uh, this year's rookie class is one that could be one of the better ones ever. Um, in regard to rookies, you've got uh, Wemby, who plays for San Antonio, who's a seven foot 7'4 uh, guard. Um, not really. I mean, he can't shoot that well. But, man, he yeah. has had some plays uh, in preseason. He made a pass at the, the three-point line. And while he was taking his first step from the three point line, pointed up, which is the universal call for throw an oop, nobody says throw an oop while they're at the three point line.
0: No.
1: He took one step, they threw the oop and he caught it, turned, dunked it. I mean, it, it was it was impressive. Um but you've got, you've got a guy in Portland, Scoot Henderson. Um, you've got uh, twins, um, the Thompson twins that are playing. There's a lot of, of good rookies this year, and I'm interested to see how they do.
0: By the way, nobody you just named is on my fantasy team.
1: So so I am interested. Who do you have? Let, let the fans uh, know.
0: Uh, Halliburton.
1: Tyrese Halliburton, great point guard yeah. in Indiana.
0: Uh, somebody, uh, Shea or Shy Gilgis Alexander.
1: I'm just giving you the look right now. <laughs> I, Shea I Gilgis you're... is one of the best players in the NBA right now.
0: Well, I did read about him because I honestly, I'd never heard of him. I'd never heard of him until this morning. And I looked him up and I was like, okay, I, I could do that. I got Jimmy Butler, who's probably past his prime. Paul George, who's definitely past his prime. Uh, no.
1: They're both like really that. good. They both had great years. Oh, well, yeah. Year.
0: Okay. All right. I'll give it. But they're. All right. I don't know. How long do you play in the NBA? I mean, I know LeBron's played 37 years, but how long are guys typically good in the NBA? More than eight, 10 years?
1: 12 to 14.
0: Okay. All right. Well, maybe they got a shelf life left. Carl Anthony Towns. It's Uh, not like
1: they're 30-year-old running backs.
0: Well, maybe they are. Uh, Somebody named named Bane. So I don't like Batman anymore.
1: Desmond Bane looks like Bane from Batman. His arms are like my thighs. He is huge right, well, and can shoot. Uh,
0: Ananobi. An, <laughs> I don't OG know. Ananobi. I, yeah. Yeah. Ananobi, right? Uh, Holiday. I can say that one. Uh, uh, Turner, M. Turner and and T. Jones. I don't know. Uh, Tyrus, Tyus Jones. So, yeah, <laughs> look, I told you. I, I <laughs> this told is going to be fun. I told you <laughs> my is... NBA knowledge is is man, I mean, minimal i mean i i follow i pay attention to a handful of teams i follow kind of how the league's going but man when it comes to, you know diving into players i got a lot of work to do sounds like it yeah no kidding yeah I, first, I just, first
1: like, off learn their names
0: wow now you're asking a lot all right <laughs> fair enough we'll, well just I'll see I'll how also, this goes yeah 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 yeah. well look uh well and, and we're going to, we're going to kind of close with a of fantasy updates, but I'll just you know, preview, I continue to kick your behind in the English Premier League fantasy league as I had another fantastic week, but hockey is going and the the Connor Bedard show continues, um, as he, you know, is now, he's already got four points in his first five games, uh. My, i'm talking to my daughter claire and claire and trey big st louis blues fans and i'm still you know I, I lived in st louis 20 years still you know soft spot for the blues they got started they were telling me the first broadcast of the first blues game was all the announcers talked about was connor bedard and he plays for the blackhawks who they were not playing so he is like the talk of the league in every sense and uh Kind of, kind of laying it out there, and uh, you know, uh, there you go. The other thing, they're they're playing tonight against the Boston Bruins, who of course last year set the record for most wins in a season and then lost in the first round of the playoffs. Thank you, NHL. But they've started off the season six and zero again, so they're you know they're looking looking brilliant again. But uh, yeah, ho- uh, do do you pay any attention to hockey, Dustin?
1: I know that there is a team called the Boston Bruins. Um, I think. Uh, they've got some players, um, and then there's another team. <laughs> so no, no to answer that question. Um, I did, I did follow a little bit, and I mean very little um, when a few years back when St. Louis um, made the the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, Twenty nineteen, won the cup. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. No, maybe I need to jump into it, but um, that's just more more on my plate. But if I got to talk about it, I'm going to have to learn something, right?
0: Yeah, maybe I'm gonna. I'll put you on the spot one of these days. Like, I mean, I, it's too late to do an NHL fantasy league, probably, and not that I would do well with one. But then I could expose you the way you just exposed me on our on on, on the D four pod. But
1: uh, see, I felt I felt like you felt attacked. That's why you had to bring the English Premier League like dominating me into it. You felt attacked, well, so you had to go on the offensive. I absolutely, <laughs> I couldn't.
0: I couldn't let that humiliation stop. <laughs> All right, let's jump to the NFL, Week 7, debacles. I'm going to lead this one. Deshaun Watson. So the Browns won, right? And the Browns, that defense, Miles Garrett, holy cow, what a game this guy had this last weekend And the Browns' defense. But Deshaun Watson, after having two weeks dealing with a minor shoulder injury and not playing and all sorts of, like, Rumors flying about what's the deal with Deshaun? Is he like, is he trying? Is he not? He comes back. He starts the game. Doesn't play very well. And the second quarter gets a pretty hard hit. Falls down and apparently goes into the concussion protocol because he whacked his head on the turf. But got cleared. Got cleared to return. But never came back in the game. And uh, PJ Walker, you know, yeah. Uh, XFL legend at this point comes in and finishes the game over Deshaun. What, what, what is Deshaun? What is Deshaun Watson doing, Dustin?
1: I do not know. Especially getting cleared to play, most guys that are able to play, especially in the NFL, are going to want to get out there and try to win, prove what they can do, um, and and go from there. But I mean, if you're cleared to play and then you're just like. I mean, maybe it was a coach's decision. I don't know.
0: But well, had, as a player,
1: yeah, right? well, well, cool. even if in the coaching decision aspect of it, as good as Deshaun Watson can be, and as much money as they're paying him, well, um, yeah. surely he could go over to coach and be like, hey, hey coach, I'm good. Like, I yeah. I can go in the game now. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a little off to me.
0: Yeah, it's... Something's weird in that situation, and I don't, I don't know what it is, but I don't know. Deshaun Watson, you know, both of us were skeptical on him coming into the season, and boy, he hasn't done anything to change that impression, not to this point, I would say. So, Right. Uh, you got an NFL debacle for the week?
1: Um, I don't know the full story on this, um, but Bijan Robinson for the Ooh. Falcons – uh doesn't see the ball hardly at all no. i mean w- one time in the game what you i think you told me at like with, 14 with seconds left in the game seconds 24 the game. seconds yeah. left gets his first touch um saying there was some sort of illness that he was working with but the nfl was looking into it saying you never gave us this information before the game about his illness kind of thing so i don't Amazing know that one just seemed
0: report, right yeah
1: right and that seemed a little off to me too um the way that the falcons handled that and i think i'm more hurt by it in the sense that i uh picked him on my DraftKings, um and he didn't play but at the same time that did just seem off and i know they ended up winning um but it it, that that was just weird
0: yeah especially for the
1: talent that he is
0: well right i mean he's been you know everything they've hoped for and more to this point right and um I too, for the first time this year, actually pulled the trigger and played him, and then he does that. But yeah, a bit weird, weird story. And I read something that said that they were reporting that uh, he just wasn't feeling right, was having headaches. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Hopefully, it's not anything serious, but uh, a strange one certainly. Uh, I'll give you a debacle for the week is Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. I mean, frankly, Purdy played a pretty good game, but. Last two drives, throws two interceptions. Niners end up losing second in a row. And uh, I know they had no Debo. They didn't, uh, again, without uh, Trent Williams, a left tackle. But, uh, I mean, what are we seeing Brock Purdy coming back to earth? Are we seeing Brock Purdy getting figured out? I mean, I, I don't know that he had a game that you couldn't figure out, so I don't know about that. But what do you think?
1: Um, maybe a little bit of everything. Um, if you don't have the run game going, um, teams are going to be able to lock in a little bit
0: yep.
1: on, on your pass game. They scheme a lot. They're not quite the Miami Dolphins, um, but they do a lot of, of movement in the backfield. They do do a lot of scheming. But they didn't have the run game last night. And with Christian McCaffrey, who is a great running back, uh, they did not solidify that. And I do think obviously that Debo Samuel, not having him is going to hurt you because he can play back there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, the Vikings actually looked fairly decent last night, even without Justin Jefferson. Uh, Addison go had a career game, breakout game. Uh, Kirk Cousins still threw for over <laughs> 300 yards. Hawkinson had a good game. So I think overall they did well. I think Purdy, you know, being still so young is trying to figure out what it's like without every superstar around you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. still have a superstar in McCaffrey. You still have George Kittle, who is really good. Ayuk, who is really good. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have all his pieces in place last night or the week before. And yep. it may play a little bit into his his, his mind. Um, I'm yep. not real sure. The one that Jawan Jennings... Uh, Last night was not even close.
0: Yeah, there was a couple of The bad interception.
1: Time. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. led him by about six yards. It seemed yeah. like, which is tough. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah I, you know, it, it's interesting. You know, it's and it's Purdy facing adversity for the first time, right? I mean, when and when they lost in the playoffs, he just got injured, right? And he got injured and he went out, and you're like, okay, I mean, I'm hurt. What are you gonna do, right? But now he's actually had a couple of games where he has not. It just. You know, it hasn't gone according to game script. It hasn't. And he's had to rise to the occasion and uh, hasn't really done it. So, I don't know. We'll see. Speaking of rising to the occasion, the Bills. There's a debacle for you. That was my next one. (laughs) I mean, I was going to say, you know, well, look, if we were focusing on good things, I would have said rising to the occasion, Mac Jones actually leads a game-winning drive um and actually played a pretty good game you know for given certainly everything that's gone on this year but boy the bills I mean look I'm a Patriots fan I was happy to see it but I mean what's up with the bills what's up with the bills
1: they're I don't even know if they know what they are because they'll come out and play stellar and and kind of destroy people on the defensive front and also offensively with Diggs and Gabe Davis and Jared Cook and or James Cook and like I mean Kincaid had a good game but nobody else did. Um, yep. Yep. Josh Allen, you don't necessarily know what you're going to get with him. He's been more consistent than he's been in the past.
0: Yeah.
1: But it, it he did not look good against the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Mac Jones actually went 25 of 30 for 272 yards and two touchdowns, you can't ask for anything else from him.
0: No, I mean, no, yeah, not, not at all, yeah.
1: And the, and the run game wasn't even there for him this week, and so he had to step up and do something, and he showed that he did.
0: Yeah, and I will say, and I think I texted you that this at one point on Sunday, I think one of the biggest differences in this game is that the Patriots finally had their entire offensive line healthy. Like the five guys they were actually planning to start at the beginning of the season were actually healthy. So they had, you know, a legit NFL offensive line for probably the first game all season. And I think that made a huge difference. Uh, but I, I still, I, you know, look, if you're going to be a Super Bowl team, I don't know how you can be as inconsistent as the Bills have been. Because they have been a serious Jekyll and Hyde team. Sometimes just looking fantastic. Sometimes just not, not at all. And I, I, weird, they have too much talent to be that inconsistent. I, I don't quite get it.
1: Yeah. Patriots it. and Jacksonville both show their deficiencies and that yeah. they aren't this juggernaut team.
0: Yeah. All right. You got another one?
1: Uh, not from debacles. I mean, it was, it was an interesting week. Some teams were really flat. Uh, some teams played fairly well. Um, yeah. I'm. I guess the Lions, they did not show up this week. Uh, the Ravens, I guess they showed up. They, I mean, they beat them pretty bad. Uh, yeah, but, but the Lions, I guess scoring six points, that's not what they've done this year. So.
0: No. Yeah. Well. And look, we got a lot to talk about in this game potentially because I was watching that game, and and look, I, you can't take anything away from the Ravens. They looked great. Although I would say the play that they're running reminds me very much of the Vince Young play in Texas. Uh, You know, Lamar drops back to pass. He kind of does a little half bootleg. And then when the defense comes up, he sort of dunks it right to a running back or tight end or maybe receiver underneath and they turn around and run. And uh, I I don't know if that's a called play. I don't even know what that is actually. I mean, but uh, I mean, it's working and defenses are going to have to figure out how to stop it. But I was telling you in this game, I, and I went back, and I, I'm, I'm going to watch more of this because, you know, being overseas on my NFL Game Pass subscription, I get the full uh, coaches film after the games are done. So I can see the 12, you know, the, the full wide shot and the connected shot. But I was watching that game and just going, the, the Ravens offensive line was holding all over the place. I mean, guys getting turned sideways, guys getting taken to the ground. And I was just like, and they never never called it once. And I was, I was stunned on that. Not that I think they won the game because of holding. That's not what I'm saying. Because they, they really handed it to the Lions offensively and defensively. But, whoa. And then, of course, you told me that you actually have a connection to this game. Yeah.
1: A little bit. Yeah, I know, I know the head referee, um, the head guy. And so I, I chuckled when I found out that he did this game after uh, as much as you were texting me, I didn't know at the time I wasn't really paying that close attention to it. And then I decided to look it up. And then I saw that uh, he had done the game and it, I just found that humorous.
0: Which is really funny because actually that's his call, right? I mean, as the head official, he's positioned behind the offensive line, making the holding calls. And uh, so I don't want to go full conspiracy theory here because I think there's no reason to have any conspiracy theory, but I, I don't know, man. I, I, I've, I've watched a lot of football, and I saw guys getting again turned sideways as Lamar Jackson scrambles out of the pocket, you know, getting yanked and nothing getting called. And uh, but all that to say, back to the actual issue at hand, Detroit. Yeah, I don't know what that was. That uh, hey, look, everybody has bad games. It, maybe this is a one-off for them, but um, they did not look ready to play in this game this weekend.
1: I will say what I do think was the best thing this weekend is how well the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line held up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, didn't give up a single sack.
1: Not one. Joe Burrow stayed on his feet. Um, Actually, he was probably off his feet. He was on the couch resting since it's the bye week. Um, But he probably needed that. Um, And hopefully his offensive line um, can kind of figure something out. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. I got one more, and this is kind of a group debacle. And this is the tanking debacles, right? Because the Patriots, the Broncos, the Giants, and the Bears all won this weekend, taking them to their second win, leaving only the Panthers and the Cardinals at uh, no wins and one win, respectively. So wh- right. teams can't even tank well. We can't, we're at a point where you can't... The Bears. Yeah, one, well,
1: one week, yeah, I, one week after your Sean Payton, you know, yeah. conspiracy theory, he goes out and beats the Packers.
0: Yeah, but I mean, let's face it, uh, you love to see it. Ah, uh, see what I did there. Yeah,
1: yeah your Jordan love. Yeah, Jordan or my loved, Jordan
0: love. Not, uh, Yeah, he's living up to my expectations at this point. But uh, he
1: is. He's not living yeah, up to see, mine.
0: See the beauty is the Bears can afford to not tank. You know, by start, by starting Tyson Badgett, hello, uh, because they have the Carolina Panthers' first round draft pick.
1: Exactly. So
0: they're hoping the Panthers do great, and they just want to come in. You know, probably pick two, three, four. They could maybe trade that down, pick up another couple draft picks. You know, who knows what the Bears are going to do? But um,
1: they don't even know.
0: That they, they, they can't tank right, and then and then Caleb Williams doing the counter tank, right? <laughs> He's he has two spotty games in a row. USC is now out of playoff contention. He may not really be in the Heisman running anymore after these last two weeks. After, what, three weeks ago being like, I want part ownership of the team that drafts me, which whatever that was, right? Now, Caleb pulling the counter tank. I don't even know. I don't know what to say to that.
1: Yeah, it's, he hadn't been playing well. Um, no. And that's no. that's just putting it nicely, I guess
0: yeah so real quick college football uh, other than Maserati Marv a- any uh, any big thoughts on college football this last weekend
1: Big ten football is ugly
0: <laughs> oh yeah I mean I,
1: I, I don't I don't feel like that's uh, an understatement either I'm gonna go to a ranked team mm-hmm. playing an unranked team I'm gonna go Iowa and Minnesota I got this
0: game. I got notes. I want to see what your notes are, but go ahead. Yeah.
1: So total yards for Iowa, who was six and one going into this game, a mm-hmm. hundred and twenty-seven total yards of offense, a mm. hundred and sixteen passing yards, to eleven rushing yards on twenty-eight attempts. Wow. Yeah. Well, the Golden 20, Gophers, maybe. The yeah, Golden Gophers. 28 attempts, yeah. 11 rushing yards, 0. 0.4 yards per rush. I can <laughs> fall down and get 0. 0.4 <laughs> yards a rush.
0: You probably could. That's true. Uh,
1: I, and just, I mean, that's that's sad. I think Jalen Hurts uh, this week had uh, four fourth-down conversions going a little bit more than 0. 0.4 yards. Um, Might have. Might have. So... But man, and and only one interception throw. But that that's just bad. That is well, bad me, football.
0: Here's here's the stat I had on this. So Iowa lost to Minnesota, twelve to ten, which whatever kind of score that is. But Minnesota kicked four field goals and won the game. Minnesota had the ball for forty five minutes and thirty nine seconds. Forty five minutes of po- of possession. They only had two hundred thirty nine yards. Iowa had fourteen possessions. And they only had the ball for 13 minutes and 28 seconds. <laughs> that's, that is, that's less than a minute of possession. I, would, I, I, I looked through this and I, I saw the time of possession. I'm like, wait a minute. What, how is that even possible? And then I was like, well, surely they must have turned it over a bunch. But no, they didn't. They just went three and out and three and out and three and out and three and out and three and out. Unbelievable. I, I, I didn't go to see like what the record is for most time of possession in a game. But 45 minutes and 39 seconds, that's a lot. I mean, Iowa basically, I would say they weren't on the field, but they were on the field 14 times. (laughs) That's a a terrible game. That's That's a terrible
1: game. It was. It's just bad.
0: Terrible game. I got one more. Rutgers. Rutgers is bowl eligible, baby. Bowl eligible. Six wins. One of which... Was over Wagner, who, oh, by the way, this weekend lost to Central Connecticut State. <laughs> <laughs> but right. hey, Rutgers got the win. Rutgers, bowl eligible, baby. I, not sure what to say about that. But
1: yeah, I don't even know what D4. to say about that because they're that's not D4. typically a good football team.
0: No, 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 no. They have, they've had it. They had it a couple of decent years way back when. You know, kind of when they joined the Big Ten, they had a couple of years. But, man, no, not the cream of the crop of late. But, hey, they're bowling this year, baby. Are the, are the Red Raiders bowling?
1: Uh, no, I think they'll have to win three of their next four yeah, to be bowl yet. eligible. They are not. Rutgers. It's not looking Rutgers good.
0: Rutgers is bowl eligible. And I have to say that's, that's about as pure D4 as it gets right there. Taking our deep dive into drinking and into sports debacles, let's let's wrap this up with the ultimate debacle, Dustin. Fantasy sports. Fantasy sports. Oh, yeah. it's
1: definitely a debacle for me, especially uh-huh. this week. It was bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I kind of I exerted myself a little bit again. Went six and two this week. Our uh, full competition between Dustin and me. Currently, Dustin still has a five uh, five point lead, twenty eight to twenty three to two um i beat you in Pickham this week by one so clawed that back to well and that's uh, what i said
1: last week is i had to build a cushion because in the past few years you've made a surge at the end so i've got to get that cushion
0: own. it's only been one week so let's uh, let's see if it goes but i you know gotta give a shout out and my sister uh i gotta give it to my sister who's doing some pretty good trash talking in our uh our family Pickham league uh, chatter and uh but she and my wife karen uh, and I don't say that name with disdain on purpose but uh beat me and all of us in uh, pickham this week and tied for the best record for the week uh, so there you go yeah, and I
1: noticed nobody responded to your sister when she said something about it probably yeah, because no. you wanted to accept the fact or they were no you know hurt by the fact of uh, getting beat by them
0: nobody wants to acknowledge that nobody wants right. to acknowledge that but but uh, yeah, but fantasy uh, uh, English Premier League. I think I beat you by another 15 points, and I think I'm up on you now by 50, boy, 50 to 60, 50 something, 60 points. So really flexing there. But you know, hey, NBA is coming up, so uh, <laughs> as we talked about, we'll see how that goes. But
1: uh, I yeah, feel hey, a fantasy. little a little confident in that one.
0: Yeah, I you know I just gotta say, won't it be fantastic when I beat you? <laughs>
1: Ah. It'll be something.
0: <laughs> it it'll be it'll the be D four esque. It might be the end of the show, but uh, yeah. we'll see what happens. So, all right. Speaking of the end of the show, let's bring this home, Dustin. You got a last call for me?
1: All right. First off, I just want to say congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces for winning the Ooh. WNBA Finals, and yeah. that's all I'll say about that. So, uh, moving on, I am um, I, I'm excited to see how Millwall does today um mm. all, in all honesty um they're playing a team that is very uh, similar in record um, in points and in in table standing I think we're 14 they're 15 um mm-hmm. so and especially with uh, a new regime and kind of seeing what what we can do moving forward, I want to see them play well um yeah ultimately. so I mean,
0: let's just get let's just get some goals man let's just score more Stop. than one game I, I mean, I think they've only had more than one goal in what one game this whole year. So Adam Barrett, you are our caretaker boss, and we are trusting you to lead us uh, to Millwall glory. So let's do that. Um, My my last call is going to be the CeCe's girl. Did you see the CeCe's pizza girl?
1: I did, yes.
0: (laughs) For those who didn't, uh, I don't even know what this girl's name was, uh, but another TikTok sensation uh, who has sort of made her made her name and made her TikTok image by going to places that advertise all you can eat and uh, seeing how long she can stay. And uh, so she went to CeCe's Pizza, and I, I was disappointed because it didn't say where the CeCe's Pizza was, but I know there's CeCe's in Lubbock. Do, do you know how widespread CeCe's is, Dustin?
1: No, I really don't. Um, when I, I talk know. about it with people, they know what it is. So I'm assuming it's got some relevance in the U.S.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there was uh, there's not on the West Coast that I know of, and there certainly wasn't any in St. Louis. But anyway, Cece's girl managed a solid eight hours in Cece's Pizza before uh, she ends up getting kicked out. And and the the girl that came over and eventually uh, told her she had to leave said uh, clearly made up a story that said, "Oh yeah, we." We've just put a policy in that you can't stay more than two hours. Uh, but she'd been there for a solid eight and had, I mean, that girl, she did some damage to CeCe's Pizza, Dustin. Did you see how yeah. much she ate?
1: That's a lot of food. But when you're sitting there yeah. for that long, you got nothing else to do.
0: Well, she did She did make her way to the arcade and, uh, you know, played a few games. Uh, but I don't think had much success there. Played the old stuffed animal claw and, Nobody ever wins the stuff to Animal Claw, but, you know, she should know better than that. But, yeah, so CC's Pizza Girl, you're a, you're, you're D4. I would say I'd put you in D4 category, doesn't it, Dustin?
1: I would say so, absolutely. Um, absolutely. By, by the way, there are 279 CeCe's restaurants in the U.S.
0: Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. I is that That's probably more than there are Bucky's, huh?
1: Probably so.
0: Yeah. Probably more CCs than Bucky's. I, 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 you know, and Bucky's is not all you can eat. But for those of you who don't know what Bucky's is, if you're ever in the in the South of the U.S. and you're driving a long way, which you tend to do in the South, get yourself into a Bucky's. Maybe back that up with a CCs. The Bucky's CCs doubleheader. That's that's pretty solid. That's pretty solid right there.
1: You could be in Bucky's for eight hours and nobody would even know it.
0: Well, that's true. It's. it's, but I think it's, it's,
1: it's home walmart of gas station convenience stores
0: oh yeah but i think you'd spend a lot more in eight hours in bucky's than you would eight hours in cc's
1: oh absolutely
0: yeah yeah so well anyway that's just about does it for this week in d4 dustin you got any any uh last thoughts for our our good listeners
1: no i think i'm good this week i appreciate everybody listening though
0: yeah absolutely we appreciate the listeners Like we always say, give us a like, give us a share, give us a review. Uh, We'd appreciate you getting the word out. Thank you for listening. And we will talk to you again from D4 Sports. D4 Sports is brought to you by Don and Dustin. And by our sponsors, Sports and Day Drinking. Special thanks go to Trey Klein for providing the music behind D4 and all our friends and family for supporting us throughout this episode.